Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello, and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. And I'm Emily, a writer and editor. We're just two type 1 diabetic ladies trying to live our best lives. It's not always easy with the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Miriam. And today I'd like to touch on uh, a little a little thing from our Instagram stories that I mentioned a while back about my incident with the TSA in New Orleans. Um, Miriam's along for the ride. We thought yes. that this would be a good travel piece, but also like how to handle yourself uh, and how to deal with those less educated mm-hmm. on specific subjects like our disease yeah. in a public setting. Exactly. Um, so not even just TSA, like any bureaucratic system you have to deal with. Like for even something as simple like, oh, I have jury duty and they tell me over and over again, like no food or drink allowed. Like how do you advocate for yourself and say, I'm not the average person. I need a snack sort of thing. So I think hopefully this episode will be helpful in figuring out how to talk about these things. I guess Um, we just hyped ourselves up. Yeah, we like low key did, but (laughs) uh, in like the best way. But I do, uh, I do want to say thanks to all of the really thoughtful and helpful messages and DMs from everyone when I was giving that very in detail um, description of my encounter with TSA that went so awry, especially the one lovely lady who messaged me and told me I had amazing storytelling skills because I have to say no one's really ever said that to me because I can't stay on topic. Miriam was literally staring at me and hysterically laughing. That's how much she knows that my storytelling skills could use some work. But that's I just great. I go. But you're very that. illustrative. I think that's what she's trying you're, to yeah. say. Which you I really appreciate. feel like you were there, so that that is good. I mean, thank you, journalism school. Okay. So, from the beginning. Yes, and I actually, Emily said she had an update to this TSA drama, and I we decided to wait for her to tell me till this very moment. So, all my reactions will be live, which I'm... <laughs> Follow along. So, buckle up, guys. <laughs> we're, uh, we're on for a ride, so I'm going to try and keep this as succinct as possible. So, here we go. I was with my fabulous twin sister and older sister for our older sister's bachelorette. Her name is Liz. And we were in New Orleans living our best hungover lives. Uh, I got to the airport with Laura, my twin sister, I want to say two and a half hours before the flight, which seems excessive, but I have had so many issues having to get a pat down or wait for a pat down. Um, I guess, hold on, I want to preface this by saying I have since learned that I can't go through <laughs> metal detectors. Um, I Not that this should change the way I was treated in any way. No, not at all. And it's everyone's right mm. to not go through whatever absolutely, they don't want to go through. Absolutely, absolutely. As long as they're complying with federal regulations and not harming anyone mm-hmm. else, which... Lada was what yeah. was happening. Um, but this is so everyone doesn't have to message in, well, come on, Emily, you could have prevented this completely. Yeah. Like, now it's she like, knows. Now I know. And For the future. In my defense, I had been asking my doctor. There's like a whole line of things <laughs> where I was just so scared to do anything against what a the professional rules. Yeah, a professional told me that I just kind of was, you know, getting abused like this. Uh, 
Okay, so back to the actual story. So it's a lovely Monday or Monday morning heading to the airport. I get there. Um, the line wasn't very long to get through security. So Laura and I go through and Laura, I send my stuff through the scanners with the exception of my Omnipod PDM. That's the handheld device that actually Bluetooths the insulin to the pod, like sends it to tell it to do stuff, whatever. Check out my Omnipod.com for more info on that. <laughs> but um, so I'm holding my PDM, but I sent through my phone and all of the things that they told you know, like you can't go through with holding any of your stuff. It has to be checked as well. And like the law-abiding citizen I am, I stood there and I was like, I need a female assist, which is what they call opting out. You even know the I'm terminology. Look at you. I'm a pro by now. Um, I have been traveling with diabetes since I've had diabetes, so for f- almost five years. And um, I've been going through and getting pat-downs every time, so I'm very used to, to doing that as well. So... I tell the guy, and the guy working the conveyor belt is like, okay, and he like mumbles, female opt-out, female assist. And I'm like standing there. I'm like, great. No one's going to hear him. I'm going to be here for a minute. I had already sent my stuff through. So 15 minutes go by. Um, Laura's through, has been through for 10 minutes by now. My stuff is through. I'm now out of range of my Dexcom, which is like fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. But let me also preface this by saying I had been drinking all weekend at my older sister's bachelorette and my numbers had been all over the place. And I was aware of this. And um, looking back now, I mean, I don't want to say that I would have done anything differently with that because I don't want to sacrifice my fun for having to deal mm-hmm. with others in the situation. But looking back, I might have done that a little differently just because of how anxious I was that's about another it. episode that's like a whole other episode um but like no regrets I mean regrets <laughs> <laughs> whatevs so I am standing there and people are like other passengers are walking by me and it starts to get really crowded and I remind the guy I was like hey do you know when a female is gonna be able to pat me down and he was like oh I already called and I was like okay do you mind calling again you know Mm -hmm. it's been 15 minutes you know Mm -hmm. no big I understand I get it and he was like yeah thank you Mm -hmm. I'll call again so he calls again and they start repeating it to each other and it's like okay now they're they're working on it yeah. yeah and so another 15 minutes go by and at this point I kind of started feeling like woozy and who knows if it was from the eating of infinite fried foods, the drinking, just the whatever. anxiety of, like, or, why is this taking so long? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I see this one woman. There's two women on the floor mm-hmm. that I see. And I know that you can't just tap people out. I mm-hmm. know I don't work for TSA. And I know I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. But I made it very – I see uh, two officers walk by me, like, in the commotion that seem like they're just shooting mm-hmm. the shit. Yeah. And I was like, hey, guys, um, I'm diabetic. I'm a type mm-hmm. 1 diabetic. I've been away from my stuff for 30 minutes now, and I've been waiting for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could find a female to pat me down? And they were like, you've not been waiting for 30 minutes. And I'm like, regardless, can you find <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to argue with people who have guns. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no to self. Um, but what can we do to speed yeah. this along? Uh, yeah. And so they're like... They were like, okay, well, we'll we'll see what we can do. So, mm-hmm. like, another, like, five minutes go by at this point, and I'm like, I see the, this woman walks by me, and I was like, ma'am, can you please pat me down? And she was like, I have to finish what I'm doing, and then I'll come pat you down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, thank you so mm-hmm. much. And I was, like, finally starting to feel like, okay, what else? Mm-hmm. So, I guess... At this point, it had been 30 minutes. I had flagged down the people at 20 mm-hmm. minutes. At this point, it had been 30 minutes. I was wearing my Apple Watch, so TSA, don't try to play me. <laughs> and uh, I can tell time. I, I, I know the digits. Um, it's not analog, so don't worry. It's accurate. <laughs> 
uh, for me to read. But um, so the woman starts finished what she was doing and then starts doing another job mm-hmm. of, like, helping other people through the malatector. And at this point, I kind of low-key lost it. Yeah, you're just frustrated. And like, why can't I get through? I did not raise my voice mm-hmm. at anyone. I go, ma'am, I really need someone to pat me down. Mm-hmm. I'm a type 1 diabetic. I've been away from all of my stuff. You know, because once mm-hmm. you send it through the conveyor belt, you can't, you can't get it back. Mm-hmm. You can't touch it. You can't do anything. And I'm like, I can't even check my blood sugar at this point. Mm-hmm. And so she... She's like, I have to do this. You can wait. And I was like, ma'am, I'm really worried. Mm-hmm. And she was like, do you want to make all, do you want to hold up all these people? And she said this very loud in front of everyone. And I go, honestly, it's going to be a lot worse if I pass out in front of all these people. <laughs> and she rolled her eyes, mm-hmm. the biggest sigh. I'm pretty sure the earth shook. And <laughs> she like comes around and the, so she's like, okay, walk through. So I walk mm-hmm. through and like, not the metal detector or anything. Like, I walk around, she takes me through, and she's like, okay, I'm going to give you a pat down. Then two, the two male officers that had told me they were going to get someone earlier come up to me mm-hmm. and get in my face, and they were like, do you understand that we're understaffed, and you're not the only person here? And you're not, like, they mm-hmm. get in my face, and they start talking at me, and I was so scared. Yeah. And I had already, they still wouldn't let me get my stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I was I like. really just want to get through yeah, security. I yeah, I straight up go, I really just need to proceed with the pat down. I can't really talk right now. Like, mm-hmm. I need to get this done. Can we move this along? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you know, like, you seemed upset or whatever. And at this point, I hadn't done or yeah. I hadn't, like, overreacted or reacted. I mean, I guess that's up to someone's own beliefs there. But <laughs> I hadn't, like, caused a, caused scene. a scene or done anything. And I was like, can I at least get back within range of mm-hmm. my phone so I can, I know I can't touch it yet, mm-hmm. but can I at least go near my stuff? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, so now you want to get moving. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've been asking to hurry this along this entire time. It was so weird. They were getting in my face and I was like, I understand, but do you understand? Like, I need to, mm-hmm. can we please make, move yeah. this along? And they were like, oh, you're getting an attitude. And I was like, I literally stopped talking mm-hmm. right then. And I go, can I please proceed with the pat down? I'm very concerned for my health. Mm-hmm. And so the woman takes me over there, and she, I was like, she starts the process, and she's like, you're causing such a scene, and she just starts, like, ripping aye, into aye, me aye. while she's patting me down. So she's in my, like, all my Which I believe, crannies. sorry to interrupt, but I believe that's, like, against protocol, because usually when they do the pat-down, it is, a, like, a Full, fluid, yeah. and it's, like, a scripted thing they say. Like they when do you're it going, every time, yeah. Every time. So the thing. fact that she's, like, talking while she's doing it, I feel like is already broken from their protocol. Oh. A thousand percent. What I learned from this is that New Orleans is fucking anarchy. <laughs> Pardon my, my uh, Louisiana French there, but it's a little out the. Out that, this wasn't TSA. the only issue. Yeah. This is this mm-hmm. is this. Let me let me rephrase this. The Southwest Airlines area of um, New Orleans Airport. I'm sure there are many wonderful people mm-hmm. in TSA working at the New Orleans but Airport. This particular but this terminal, terminal was fresh hell. Yeah. And um, there was actually this lovely woman who was the fire chief at a Queens. Um, firehouse mm-hmm. who was standing by me like in line and she was like are you kidding me that they're doing this to you while I was waiting oh. she was getting so upset for me mm-hmm. um but th- she didn't want to get in trouble yeah. and she had opted out mm-hmm. and then she saw how long it was taking she was like I can actually go through yeah. so she, so she went gave through. up yeah and then I she was on my flight mm-hmm. and we like shot the shit she was amazing she was like you poor soul like you need to tell everyone about this and I was like don't get it twisted I have a podcast it's about it's to be everywhere. everywhere um also on Instagram but anyways so I'm saying there, this woman's like ripping into me, which she did give me the spiel, but she mm-hmm. was still talking like yeah. all this stuff. And I 
started hyperventilating. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not had a panic attack since I was maybe 12 years old. I, I have, like, a lot of anxiety issues, and those anxiety issues actually were that I used to get panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Like, so I know what panic attacks are, mm-hmm. but I have never had one come on in the last 13 mm-hmm. years. And it was terrifying um, because I literally like, didn't even start crying. I just started, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I just felt like I couldn't breathe. And it was 100% because I couldn't access my supplies. Mm-hmm. And I know how privileged that sounds, but as someone that like is just in terrified. our, yeah, yeah in our lives. age, you're, you're, you know, technological yeah. age, you're, you get attached to these Well, not just that. Things. It wasn't like my Dexcom. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even get, get my sugar. juice if you I needed, couldn't yeah. get anything. I was being told, mm-hmm. you have to stay here. Mm-hmm. And I can't, couldn't do anything about mm-hmm. it. So I started hyperventilating. And then she's like, she calls my sisters over and she's like, does she need her medication? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Now you're asking because you can see something's going mm-hmm. on. Now you're worried. Mm-hmm. Like, this is BS. Like, I had been shaking because like Mm -hmm. before from like frustration well from what I thought was Mm -hmm. a low but it was really just being hung over so (laughs) like a lot of other things which Mm -hmm. actually it was like Mm -hmm. a lot of these things were happening but then the stress of the situation shot me back up Mm -hmm. as my Dexcom later showed me but there's like so many wild things going on so you might think I'm done I'm not so basically (laughs) next thing that happens is she finishes up oh no, she doesn't finish up. She goes, I go, sorry, I know this isn't your fault mm-hmm. that this happened to you, like that, mm-hmm. that you this had come going, yeah. into this situation. I just wish more people were educated about type one mm-hmm. or about the, mm-hmm. about people's health in general. So it would be a much mm-hmm. easier experience going through. Uh, to which the woman goes, I don't care about type one. I don't care to be educated about whatever you have. Mm-hmm. I wish you were educated about TSA. <laughs> And that's actually when I started hyperventilating. This was at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. then she started tearing into me as, like, she's Mm -hmm. giving me the pat down, whatever. So um, that was weird, a weird interaction to have with another human, Mm -hmm. regardless, which is, I could do a whole episode just Mm -hmm. on that interaction, but whatevs. So finally, we're done patting. We're done. She's done patting me down, and she's like, have a nice day. Mm -hmm. And I'm not proud of this. And, like, LOL, (laughs) because this is, like, probably one of the meanest things I've ever said to a stranger. But... I grab my PDM and I go, I hope you have a terrible day. <laughs> I stormed off. And I go, ma'am, what's your name? Because at this point, I had been so verbally the, harassed yeah. and through the ringer yeah. that I was like, this is BS. Mm-hmm. I need to file a complaint or at least complain to someone. She goes, I don't have a name. And I go, ma'am, you're legally required to give me your name. And she was like, then ask my supervisor. And I was like, okay. okay. So I go to her supervisor, mm-hmm. who was one of the assholes that was berating me from the beginning. And I was yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. is a village of mean mm-hmm. people. Like, hate breeds hate. Like, mm-hmm. hundo P. So I ask him, and he goes, why do you need her name? And I go, I'm going to file a complaint mm-hmm. against you, her, and that <laughs> other guy. And he was like, he's like, I'm going to need you to calm down. And I was like, I'm not crying anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm calm. I'd like to leave the premises. And he was like, I'm not, we're not moving an inch until you mm-hmm. calm down. Meanwhile, they had never, I just remember this part, they never even wiped down my PDM like that, I usually do. After all, after that, all was of like that, trying to get they rid were of, just yeah. like, leave. And I was yeah. like, trying to leave. And I was mm-hmm. like, give me the names. They said no. So he's like, I'll write down the names when you calm down. And like, we go back and forth with this for like literally five whole minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I stopped talking. I took some mm-hmm. deep breaths to try and show him that I was calm. And he, like, still, he was, like, he's like, you know, like, you escalated this. Like, this is your fault. And going on about how things were all my mm-hmm. fault. And my sisters and 
three or four of our friends from The Bachelorette were standing there at this mm-hmm. point. And one of the girls speaks up and she goes, can you please just stop antagonizing her and give like, her the name and let us leave? And he goes, you guys need to leave. She needs to stay here. And my twins, my older sister goes, mm-hmm. we're not going to do that. And then my twin sister goes, you guys can leave. I'm staying here with her. Mm-hmm. We're not moving an inch. She clearly needs us. And the um, the TSA guy goes, oh, yeah. Well, I don't think he said, oh, yeah. <laughs> I made that part up. He turns, oh, yeah. He turns to them, and then he turns to this other hulking guy mm-hmm. who is, I guess, head of TSA security, mm-hmm. and he calls him over. Then that guy is like, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, I'm trying to talk to this woman, and her friends need to leave. Mm-hmm. At which point, you'd think the guy would be like, let's diffuse the situation. Mm -hmm. He turns, gets in my sister's faces, and is like, you need to remove yourselves. Like, he starts, like, being like, this, he's like, she, this doesn't concern Mm -hmm. you. You need to move and all this stuff. And then they're like, what the fuck? And I go, guys, Mm -hmm. everyone can leave. I'm getting this name from this man. And then we're all going. And then we're all leaving. So I, the man's like, still won't give me Mm -hmm. her name. And I go, do you understand that she told me she didn't care about me or my disease and that... This whole mm-hmm. thing escalated because of a series of unfortunate events mm-hmm. that led that stemmed from the fact that you don't have enough mm-hmm. female TSA agents working here, which is a whole different issue that I don't want to get into mm-hmm. right now. Like power to the females, but like whatever. <laughs> and he's like, I'm. He's like, I didn't realize she said that. That's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I'll write down her name. Interesting. So he wrote down her name, and then he goes, but you should stop acting like the way you just acted. And I go, I took it, and I go, mm-hmm. I don't think I learned anything from this experience I think that I was like I know that I didn't do mm-hmm. anything wrong and I know that I will be reporting this incident so now we're all caught up now we're all caught up um so then um I actually before I got on the plane I filed a formal mm-hmm. complaint I via through TSA have, yeah they have you he gave me um a number to mm-hmm. call when you call the number it tells you you can only email so <laughs> I was like what the hell um so then I email and then I actually didn't hear I tweeted something because mm-hmm. one of my friends was like she works for yeah. Huffington Post she was like tweet that's the fast way to get whatever mm-hmm. so I tweeted and then immediately TSA responded to my tweet with like here's this official form to fill mm-hmm. out perfect so I, I fill out the form whatever tell everyone about mm-hmm. it about everything that happened mm-hmm. uh, mentioned it to one of the gate people at uh, the southwest mm-hmm. gates who was like one of the flight attendants mm-hmm. and she goes they're so mean here they're unnecessarily mean before I even started the story I go I just had I just got through TSA and I guess you could see I'd been crying yeah. And she's just like, they're awful for no reason. I so was like, clearly they have, so a, it's, it's, it's they a, have thing. a thing. Yeah, yeah, they're known for it. So like, Officer Crawford, mm-hmm. you suck. Don't ever change. Accept change immediately. So um, I don't even like, I don't even care. I still see, see red. Miriam's telling me to wrap it up. So basically, <laughs> moral of the story is always file a formal complaint because yesterday I received an email from TSA, TSA, like all yeah, the TSA national people, TSA. national TSA, mm-hmm. being like this long email being like, we're so sorry. This is wildly unacceptable. Um, Thank you for taking down the names, Mm -hmm. whatever. Can you answer a few more of our questions? Mm -hmm. They were like, they walked through the parts of my story. They were like, this was unacceptable. This was also unacceptable. They were acknowledging the the shortcomings of Mm -hmm. all these people. And I was like, hell yeah, you've changed my life. This is amazing. Then at the end, they're like, can you just answer these questions so we can identify you on CCTV? Like, what were you wearing? (laughs) Right back. I'm the girl hyperventilating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I answered the questions and I hope to hear back from them soon. But I'm now confident 
in the system in that yeah. you, when you shout, sometimes you are heard. Maybe not in that moment, mm-hmm. but I hope that anyone listening who's had a similar incident mm-hmm. know that it's worth chiming in and it's also worth dealing, you know, going through mm-hmm. all the hoops. Now, as far as mentally, how to prepare yourselves for these things. Well, I have like five different thoughts and none of them necessarily connect, but rapid fire, go. First, one. I think it's important to stress this is far from the norm. Like, yeah, this does not normally so this, happen. So obviously there's always people who kind of give you a hard time or might not know like what to do, but this it, this situation was absolutely an extreme and not the norm. Yes. One. That's one thought. A second thought is when she made that comment, or you made the comment to the pat-down lady, like, listen, I just wish people were more, you guys knew more about type 1 diabetes. I don't think it's actually, they don't need to know about type 1 diabetes. That's that's not something that they reasonably need to know. But what they do need to do is just be respectful. So her saying, yeah. like, I don't care about your disease, like, technically, fine. She doesn't really need to. But a professional speaking to someone in that way, that's the concerning part. Well, also, Even if she doesn't give a, excuse my French, if she doesn't give a shit about your disease or what you're doing, she just yeah. needs to do her job. The way in which she said it was not respectful and just unnecessary. They, as TSA, from my understanding, because I've actually asked someone once when I'm like, while they're going through my bag, like shooting the shit, like, <laughs> oh, what you know, I just asked about their training, what they yeah. know about and what they do. And they know certain diseases are going to require certain supplies. So they mm-hmm. aren't going to question you really about your syringes or your like insulin vials, unless something's like really gone awry. Which a lot of you um, wrote in saying that that has happened. Which is bizarre because I've never had that before. Well, everyone, like I had never had yeah. an incident like this uh-huh. until it happened Exactly. To me. So it's yeah. always these weird case by case things, but they know certain supplies. Like, I sometimes will get stopped for my juice boxes, sometimes not. And as soon as you say type 1 diabetes, sometimes they're like, oh, okay. And sometimes they're like, oh, wait, let me, like, rub my little sensor thing all yeah. over this. So it is case by case. Um, so I guess that's where I was going, is that they're not, these people do not need to be experts on the care and 100%. everything. And I, I don't think yeah. it's worth, like, in the future, if you find they're stopping you for your bag and they're going through everything, I've certainly been in the position where I feel the need to explain everything. Like, oh, this is for this, yeah. this is for that. But you don't have to. You don't ha- One, you don't have to legally or not, you do not have to. And two, like, they usually don't care. You can just yeah. say, like, it's for diabetes and I can already see them saying, like, oh, okay. Um, if they give you a hard time, by all means, like, get into it. But I think the bare minimum usually is, like, good enough. But that's, that's you know, not even related to this situation because the issue here was more that they were just unbelievably yeah. disrespectful I mean, I had, I had that stuff that went through. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, they didn't even care about this life. So I think in this situation, what it was was... was people. And they, and they even use the terms escalating. And that's... Well, I don't like, know if they did. I So I'm recalling the situation. Uh, <laughs> I didn't remember word but that, for word. But I told them, I was like, this escalated. Okay, I was going to say, but that's... So that's what happens. It's like anxiety breeds anxiety. So mm-hmm. you're anxious, anxious. Your anxiety is coming out. Their reaction to anxiety is to be like, well, I'm in charge of the situation, so let me be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not Which the... Which is not everyone's Not reaction. everyone, no. And that's this particular situation. And that's not... And that's what I was trying to kind of get at in terms of yeah. like education. Mm-hmm. I... Again, don't recall specifics if, like, I said mm-hmm. type 1 mm-hmm. diabetes, but I I know I for mm-hmm. sure said health issues. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've seen elderly being, mm-hmm. like, low-key abused going through TSA before, which is so disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, flying out of JFK, I saw that one. So it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, human decency is something yeah. that 
is the basis for a job where you have Mm -hmm. to interact with other humans. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't capable of that as a manager, Mm -hmm. as an officer in any way, shape, or form, that's not the job for you. Mm -hmm. I don't care how bad your day is. If you're going to make someone's life hell, then, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's to that extreme. It's just not, it's not, doesn't mesh. We don't vibe. Absolutely. But, and yeah. Okay, what was your next point? Sorry, did I... I honestly don't even know what my next point was. But I think it's just, like, in terms of preparing for this, like... You can't really prepare to be, like... You can't prepare. <laughs> I think the only thing you can prepare is, you know, you're going to run into people who are going to give you a hard time because they're more concerned about the rules they have to follow versus, like, you as a person. So I'm thinking of something, like, so ridiculous. But even, like, in this past year, I went to this day spa. It's, like, one of those spa clubs where you, like... You there's saunas and pools and the mm-hmm. whole deal, and you you're given a little locker for all your stuff. And I was coming in with like juice boxes and snacks for mm-hmm. like potential lows, not to carry around with me the whole time, but to have in my locker <laughs> if I need them. But not like spot I'm, like, I'm not like bringing a juice box into the sauna with me necessarily, like unnecessary. Um, if you wanted to, they should. That should I mean, be fine. No, that I understand. So basically, the sauna, security but. person was saying like, well, that you can't bring any outside food in. It's a it's like when there is like saunas and spas it is a health issue like it needs to be there needs to be a certain level of cleanliness that I understand but she wasn't even and I told her I said I will keep everything in the locker I'm not taking this out into the pool with me but I need access to it if I like pass out and she's like well we sell snacks and juice inside and I said okay but legally that's and this is the point where like I wish I could have been as calm as possible but in this moment I just get worked up and I I don't raise my voice, but I start speaking quickly and more aggressively. And it's like, okay, so why is it okay for me to, why should I have to pay for juices to keep me alive? And if I have like two minutes in which I need juice immediately, I'm expected to go pay for it and wait in line at a cafe to buy my juice. And like, I was like, would you tell someone with asthma that they can't bring in their, their inhaler because of like X, Y, and Z, like my medicine just happens to be juice. And she just keeps saying, these are our rules. We're not legally allowed to let food and blah, blah. I'm like, this isn't food. This is medicine. And finally, honestly, she just got so tired of talking to me that she's just like, she literally just like waved me away. Miriam wore her down. I wore her down. And I was, one, embarrassed. There's a million people behind me in line waiting to get through security. And I'm holding them all up. And I know it. But at the same time, like. She shamed you for it. Whether it was intentional or not. She shamed me for my disease. She made me feel like ridiculous. She made me feel like. I'm becoming that crazy person that you roll your eyes at in line because... Yep. That's exactly how I felt. And it's it's embarrassing and it's frustrating. And at the end of the day, like, yes, I got my way, but it should at not have... Cost? At what cost? <laughs> and it should not have happened that way. No. And, and the thing is, I think this was this young girl who got stuck at the security desk that day. Do I think it's the spa's fault? No. I think if the manager there, they probably would have been like, okay, it's for health reasons. Like, absolutely, go ahead. I See, I would have asked for the manager, like, a lot earlier on. I, I mean, realistically, <laughs> this conversation was maybe two minutes long, because yeah, I would just, like, speed talking yeah. at her. But... I like the inhaler analogy. That's a good oh, I one. I use that all the time. And I think that's you know, something unique to diabetes is, which causes more mis- miscommunication sometimes. A lack of education on Is just that every other disease, the medications you need to treat something are prescribed. medications. Yeah. They are prescribed. And I think it's very easy for someone to say, like, okay, that's a prescription. I'm not going to touch that. Like, go right ahead. Yeah. Whereas our, like, I'm using air quotes right now. No one can see me but Emily. Um, <laughs> our medication is 
juice boxes or glucose tabs oh, or snacks. It's along with insulin. Insulin, but the stuff likely that you'll need in an emergency in these sorts of situations is like food. Yeah. And I think that's much easier for people to be like, this isn't a prescription, like you can't bring this in, or you can buy this on the other side. And it's like, this is my medicine. And even that's why I kind of have just basically have a doctor's note in my little travel wallet at all times. It's probably like five years old at this point. But that's recent in your diabetes. Years. I guess so. <laughs> sometimes it works. Sometimes they don't care. I actually, my doctor's note says something about like juice boxes. And I had one airport give me a hard time because I had a juicy juice juice box. Are you and kidding And the letter me? didn't have the brand name of the juice I was drinking. So it's like, listen, you're always going to run into this shit and it's going to be frustrating. And I think instead of saying like, how can I avoid these at all costs? It's more like rolling with the punches with the punches like kind of going with the current instead of trying to swim against it and knowing that these horrible situations are going to come up you're going to go through them i think all we can do is try to have as much grace and like beauty and grace in the united states yes like as much as you can in these situations but also don't i don't know what my don't is just don't you know let it don't let them bully you yeah, into don't doing something like, you're uncomfortable Don't with. let them wear you down. Yeah. You wear them down. Because at the end of the day, we are our best advocates. What's reasonable... Here, mm-hmm. here are the things yes. that we deem what's most reasonable. And again, we are not... <laughs> we deem this in it's our... our personal qu- opinion. Yeah, in our queenships of uh, the fact that we have yeah. a microphone, literally. Um, <laughs> yeah, lol. Always, always... like Okay, let, mm-hmm. let me rephrase this. This is how I act. I always bring low snacks. Mm-hmm. I always bring my insulin. Mm-hmm. I always bring my meters, mm-hmm. like formed a check, lancets, mm-hmm. whatever, backup needles, mm-hmm. or have access to them. This is again while traveling, and glucagon. Yeah. Again, people, mir- mir- <laughs> a lot of people don't use glucagon, but like for me personally, and that's, that's not an unreasonable, and that's not an yeah. unreal, real, unreasonable thing to bring. Absolutely. So anything beyond that point that you have that you think is important, you do you. But those are the minimum that we need Mm -hmm. that if we were stranded on an island for a day, we would be able to make it through. I try to describe Two days, maybe not, but maybe like one day. Maybe six hours if it's extreme (laughs) conditions. I don't know. But it's important to have these things on you. And if someone makes you budge on that, Mm -hmm. you push back. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It can be really hard to go against what someone with a gun is telling you, what someone who is trying to Mm -hmm. intimidate you is telling you, or someone who's trying to Especially when you're trying to catch a flight. And, like, your time is not on your side either. Yeah, I only have, like, 30 minutes after the end of all of this. I mean, this was a perfect storm of, like, just everything going wrong. You know, you were already feeling shitty. They were assholes. You were literally on a time crunch. It's, like, couldn't have gone worse um, well, I was really scared I was going to get detained, mm-hmm. so I guess it could have gone, <laughs> could have gone worse. <laughs> and which I'll, that was another point I was thinking. The whole time I'm thinking, like visualizing the story, I'm like, Emily and I, we are very privileged. We are little white girls, and I think a lot of times the situation could have gone very differently if the if I wasn't if how I looked if, you, yeah. if we weren't you know if, if the demographics were shifted I think this could have gone very poorly I think oh even if you were God. a man I think they would have taken your anxiety as more aggressive, aggressive. than you were and it's or just if I, yeah if I was a minority in any sense yeah. it would have been a shit show absolutely in so Louisiana. so and the fact that you, you had all these like your sisters and all their also, friends like, are, that's one of the things that made me lol so hard mm-hmm. like the next day is that we were five 
girls un- or women under five foot nine, <laughs> like always, probably the least menacing looking. And they're people. treating we you were, like you're like. And we were at our weakest mm-hmm. points. We were so hungover. Mm-hmm. Like you looked at us and you didn't see. Damn, those women are strong. You were like, damn, they, they look tired. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, really, you gonna pick and choose this right now? Like, and and but I, it scared me to yeah. think about the people that had I looked different, had I struck a chord with someone else, had I whatever. Yeah. Um, it could have been much worse. I mean, that's not to say that... That it was okay what they did. No, but it's also not to say that the people I was dealing with were in any way, shape, or form... Like, I might have been a minority also in other mm-hmm. respects. It's it's very... It doesn't... That shouldn't have to matter. Not in this... Not, not in this role. role. They are professionals. I didn't they feel have like a that job. came into play. I think it was more about me with a disability mm-hmm. being an issue. An unseen disability. Another thought is that again, not that we're justifying what was going on or what they what their behavior was, but it also could have been they could have been having like the worst weekend. You know, it's like they could have just they could have it could have been one of those situations where you were there at the wrong time. Maybe it was like a shift change, or maybe they had just dealt with like an asshole. Like maybe something had just happened. It was like the wrong time, and it was this. Excuse my French again. This clusterfuck, which is like the best word. This clusterfuck of issues, and you were anxious. They were frustrated. Like everything was just wrong. It was a shit show. A shit show. And um. I don't know. I I was kind of thinking in terms of you know how like you run into one of your friends that mm-hmm. you haven't seen in like in ten years on the streets of New yes. York. Yes, and it's like crazy, it's like kismet, mm-hmm. like in this some is fucked up way. This, this is was like kismet. The I polar, mean, yeah. The I mean the negative I, kismet. I felt like physically after mm-hmm. that, after having such mm-hmm. a physical reaction, um, like I mm-hmm. mean, it sounded like I was like throwing up and like I don't know like pooping no, my pants. No, but this real anxiety. Like, yeah. yeah. I felt like I ran a fuck it. Well, I don't yeah. run, so I don't really know what that feels like. But I felt like, like mentally, I'd been the emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. It was such a time. I slept on the way back. Mm-hmm. Like it was. I felt defeated mm-hmm. for a solid week after it, and still, when I think about it, it makes me tired just thinking mm-hmm. about it. And I can't imagine the people that have to go through these types of fights every day mm-hmm. in other aspects of their life. Like this is just one thing with this type of disability, yeah. but. There are people with infinite other kinds mm-hmm. that are going through so much worse. And I know I always, you know, this is toxic positivity that I'm literally spitting right now. But I try to keep it in perspective. Mm-hmm. And my feelings were valid. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no question to me about that. Um, maybe some of the reactions not as valid. But, yeah, no, I stand by everything that I did. I thought about it afterwards and I was like, you know, was this embarrassing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I wish this didn't happen? Absolutely. Would I have done anything different? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I felt I like think I... Because what it sounds like is you did start off well. I mean, you remained calm. You were politely asking for things. And, like, I think that's that's really what the problem was. If they just had gotten you someone more quickly... I just made a noise. If they had um, <laughs> gotten you someone more quickly... Like, if, if you weren't waiting so long... Obviously, this all would have been avoided. I yeah. think it was just well, like you. That's what TSA said. They were yeah. like, "You should have never waited longer than fifteen minutes." That alone is bizarre like, to me. Alone. They were like, "That's unacceptable," and they were like, "Also, the excuse that there wasn't a female on the floor doesn't fly because they, because they all make sure to, there yeah. has to be one." Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many issues with this, but it's, it's it done. sounds like it's exactly. Over. I think the only thing you could have done differently is like. Tried my deep breathing earlier. Yeah, like remained calmer. But like, what does that even mean in this situation? Because at the 
when it gets to a certain point, like, yeah, you fight for yourself and you advocate for yourself. And can we, there are many times I wish I advocated more eloquently or more calmly. But at least we try. Exactly. Like, always, like, after a situation like this, I'm like, damn it, I should have said this. Like, if I said this, it would have had such a deeper punch. Like quarterback. Exactly. It's like, there's so many things I wish I would have done or said in a better way, but, like, you do your best in the moment and you learn for next time. It's like, okay, yeah. this would have been a really effective phrase. I'll use that next time I deal with this because unfortunately there will always be something like this. Hopefully not to this extent in this like drama, yes. but we got a lot of write-ins of similar situations, mm-hmm. some of which actually mm-hmm. were in my opinion, more shocking than this. Um, but we also have all experienced very mm-hmm. positive situations Absolutely. with TSA. Everything's chill. Everything's that fine. That is true. Goes through really easily. I've had like, someone, even like if they are taking my bag to go through it, and I'll mention, oh, I have a lot of, they'll, you know, they always ask anything sharp. I'm like, sorry, we are making so much noise. You know how they always ask, is there anything sharp in your bag? And I'm like, well, I mean, tech, there could be. I have syringes. They are all covered. I, you know, that's when I go into my diabetes spiel. And... Sometimes they'll be like, oh, my mother has diabetes. Or, you know, there's or my always, son wears a CGM, yeah. too. And I'll be like, oh, my God. Exactly. Like, it's also a, a nice opportunity to, like, have a positive experience. And we shouldn't discount those because it, not that they make it's up for the, the negative ones, but always, it helps balance. But it's sad when the negatives outweigh the positives. Oh, absolutely. They just, they just leave a bigger mark sometimes. Mm-hmm. So on that note, um, I know that's be been a way one, over time. one of our very long episodes, but <laughs> it felt good to get that out there. So if you made it through this long of the entire episode, thank you. Good for you. Um, I'll definitely keep you guys abreast of the situation um, as it unfolds with TSA. Yes. So thank you guys so much for listening to my tangent. Um, please follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals on Facebook, mm-hmm. pancreas pals PP slide into our DMS on either um, slide into our email pancreas pals <laughs> one, two, three at gmail.com. And have should we make a LinkedIn page too? Oh my God. No, now that you've said it, people are going to search. No, oh, don't. We should just so we put it on our LinkedIn's. Um, small business. What? So we're so excited to continue season five. Yes. We aren't even halfway through at this point. So, or we are halfway we're through. We're at, we're exactly halfway halfway through. So still a lot of exciting. We have a lot of, yes, a lot of things we're planning for future episodes. And as always, DM us with like anything you'd be interested in hearing about or talking about or. Us extrapolating upon more. Exactly. So. Sorry, just really trying to get those SAT words in. That's a good one. Eight years later. LOL. So (laughs) we don't have a sign off yet. So bye guys. Have a great week. (laughs)